0: and welcome back to witch fix uh we're at it again with another generically titled novel Uh, this is witch but by christopher pike this time and uh, i've just finished this it was quite a short book to be honest i actually have lost it because it was so small uh and it's disappeared off somewhere um but i don't know where it's gone so i was going to read you a little bit from it but uh hang on i'll see if i can find it oh my god sometimes it's just so handy being a witch there is uh it's kicking around on the internet it's literally everywhere but there's like a finding lost thing spell which starts off keeper of what disappears and honestly it is the most useful thing in the world because i just found this book in a pile of other books that it got shuffled into when it was on my desk on a storage shelf where i would never have looked for it in a million years so huzzah i have found my copy of witch by christopher pike Well, this is also a not-so-modern novel, Uh, like the last one, which came out in, like, the 80s. This one came out, like, originally in uh, 1990, so a little bit more modern than the last one, but still definitely um, not a recent release. And I was kind of surprised to see that it came out in 1990, because honestly, it reads, like literally the most 80s thing i've ever read in my entire life um it kind of reminded me of a cross between a 1980s after school special and carrie like the original carrie with sissy spacek um and what it most reminded me of uh, was a film that i watched during the peak of my james spader obsession called tough turf and tough was about t-u-f-f so you know it was good um and it's one of those like kids from the wrong sides of the tracks like make good slash make trouble movies kind of like west side story by way of ferris bueller and it this reminded me so much of that i could practically smell the hairspray and see the shoulder pads so um the reason it kind of reminded me of an after school special or like to put in more english spin on it one of those like demonstrations where they got like a theater company to come in and they do like a little skit for you about how drugs are bad and stuff like that and i'm going to trigger one because there's a lot of stuff to do with like drugs and drink and also some sort of minor um allusions to sexual assault in this book but the way in which it reminded me of those types of experiences that you have when you're a teenager is that it starts off with a girl being killed while not wearing a helmet on a motorcycle being driven by a drunk drug dealer boyfriend and then that same boyfriend is high on crystal meth and he robs a liquor store where underage teens are trying to get beer and one of them gets shot so you know you've already got like drugs are bad beer is bad motorcycles inappropriate boyfriends are bad not wearing helmets is bad not disputing any of that but I also didn't like those after school specials and those like theater troupe numbers enough to go out and buy a novelization of them which is basically what I felt like I was reading. To get into the actual witchy element of the plot um, and there is a witchy element and it is quite a broad theme throughout the novel um there's an actual witch who's like the main character called julia and she is a witch um and describes herself at various points i think as a witch she actually only has two powers um maybe three to be honest but she only displays one of them once um the two powers that she has and talks about are the power to heal by touch which is um something that she does by taking on part of the hurt herself and it's a power that she shares with her mother who was much better at it than she was and also she has the ability to scry with water um particularly a pond uh which she goes to quite a lot and um she can see anywhere or anyone she wants uh, her mother is dead at the beginning of the novel uh, having died three months before the end of the summer when it starts but um she died as a result of trying to save the motorcycle accident girl um, and obviously giving too much of herself in the process and becoming fatally ill and dying at the start of the novel Julie is living alone it's not instantly clear you know why she's not living with her dad um, or another family member but you find out that her dad uh, left her mum when she was like a baby or hadn't even born yet really really early on And that she doesn't really get on with her aunt because her aunt also has the same gifts as her mum. But she views them as uh, very important and that you can't really have any joy in your own life. The only thing you're there for is to heal other people and you're not meant to want or do anything for yourself. So um, they don't really see eye to eye. So she's kind of waiting for her 18th birthday so that she can be like emancipated from these guys. And the plot kind of kicks off the night of a football game. Julia has been told by her mum never to scry by the pond in the moonlight but she accidentally stays out late in the forest and she ends up looking into the pond under the moonlight. I don't get how this had never occurred before but apparently it hadn't. and. You quickly realise, as Julia does, that the reason she's not meant to do this is because by moonlight, she can see into the future, not just the present. And in the future, she sees uh, herself and a guy who she's never met before in a liquor store and he gets shot and dies. And then when she goes to the football game, she meets her best friend, Amy's new boyfriend, whose name is Jim, and it is the guy from her vision. So she tries to prevent him from being shot. Um, by saying oh no we shouldn't go into a liquor store we should go and have good clean teenage fun elsewhere and in the end they go into a gas station store and because she insists Jim stays in the car her friend Scott comes with her and he gets shot uh, fatally and that sort of kicks off the plot of the novel Um, this is where the Carrie element comes in because Julia decides she wants revenge on the guys who did this uh, to Scott and she's still kind of dealing with some guilt over the fact that it should have been Jim. And because she interfered, it, it's now Scott. Um, and basically the rest of the novel, which I say novel, it's more like a novella because it's only 182 pages long. Um, is sort of her trying to track down the guy who is the boyfriend of the girl who was in the motorcycle crash. And there's some various plot things going on there. And it all unfolds in a very kind of... Stephen Kingy Carrie-esque way um although I feel like I'm doing down Stephen King's writing to compare him with this (laughs) but um yeah a lot of stuff happens and revenge is maybe had or not had depending on how you look at it it's quite a short book um I didn't particularly enjoy the ending very much I felt like it was kind of twee and a bit weird also for a book so short it does have a lot of like dream sequences in it which I find really annoying and i hate dream sequences even if they are like vision sequences technically and there's like a mixture of nightmares and dreams and visions and things that it just irritates me um when people put those into stories like you get one and that's in like a novel that's really really long and even then i'll probably skip past it to be honest the thing that kind of annoyed me or worried me at first about the writing was that it sounds like um If you see on Instagram or Reddit or whatever, they put up these posts of like, we made a bot watch 100 hours of X and then asked it to write its own. Like they've got one which is like a Trump speech and a friend speech. And it's like made up, obviously, even someone's just written it. But it's it's sort of written in this weird, stilted way, like a robot would kind of write dialogue. Um, And that is how this book is written, uh, at the opening at least. Uh, I'm going to read a little bit from the first page of chapter one. Indian Pole High was her alma mater. It had an imposing totem pole in its courtyard, of course, and a dismal football team. Deciding whether to attend the game, Julia asked herself if she needed to see her school lose once again. She knew they would lose, and not because she was a witch. They had lost every game the year before. They weren't a big school, and they didn't have a large pool of football talent. Word was that this would be their weakest team ever. But Julia loved football. She loved all sports. The reason she was hesitating to attend the game, she realised with the start, had nothing to do with the team's win-lose record. She was feeling sorry for herself again. She didn't want to go to the game because her mother couldn't accompany her as she had before. Her mum had died three months earlier, the same day school had let out for summer. Julia still wasn't over it. She knew she never would be. Her mum had been the most wonderful person in the world. She was also a powerful witch she was one of the few people on earth who understood Julia's gifts. But those gifts, Julia thought bitterly, had been of no use to save her mum. So from reading that, I don't know if you get the sense of the punctuation. I did try and like stick to the punctuation as written. It's very like, Jane has a red ball. Dick wants the red ball. He has taken the red ball. Jill is sad now. And it's, <laughs> it's written in that very kind of like, we're all learning to read. Julia loves football she loves all sports and uh that does die down a little bit after the first chapter or maybe it doesn't and I just got into the book and uh, ignored it but um there we go uh, another thing that kind of annoyed me is that although this was written in the 90s I, I'm not kind of really prepared to let this go all the boy characters in the novel are like sexist assholes like they're, they're literally just like um throughout the novel talking about getting girls drunk and taking advantage there's a guy who's lying to an older waitress who's kind of stupid to try and get her into bed he's like pretending that he's like a movie producer um there's a guy who shows up with a video camera i think it's the same one to like videotape cheerleaders um then there's like basically they're all like this and they all talk about doing things like this all the time like every time they open their mouths and she's like i need you to go and dress up as a, a doctor so that you can go in and listen to what people are saying around the comatose patient guy this is an actual scene from the book um and he's all like oh well you know will you have sex with me after and she's like oh poo you this is all you think about and i'm like i didn't like the american pie movie sufficiently to buy the novelization of that um so i don't really want to be reading that either thank you um so if that is the kind of thing that will annoy you as it did me you might want to give this one a miss because to be honest it's so short and forgettable and I didn't necessarily enjoy it it kind of reminded me of those like and I guess it is one of those like pulpy horror novels that you read when you're a teenager like I had one that was called the little pet shop of horrors and it was about a girl who goes to a pet shop and she gets turned into a dog and then she gets sold to some guy who she knows from school and that he eventually i think she manages to communicate to him that she is now a dog but she was a person and he helps change her back and they fall in love and it's weird kind of like goosebumps but like one up from there where it's like less childy and more like sophisticated and i mean i say less childy, and more sophisticated what i basically mean is it has hormones and puberty in it so stuff like that and If you're into that if you want to maybe relive some of those kind of novels I'm describing and get back into like that aspect of your childhood then this would be a great and very witchy way to do that but she doesn't really do a lot of stuff that I would describe as witchy there's some like healing stuff and some uh i think she uses like a telekinetic attack against a guy at some point but like literally most of it is just her and this gym guy who's helping her like go and buy guns and then they try and like gun down the robbers who gunned down their friend very kind of ripped from the headlines law and order type storyline that um Seemed a tad ridiculous to me when I was reading it. Um, I'm kind of over reading books that just have generic titles and generic plot lines. Um, I think this is the worst of the two witch novels that I've recently read, as in novels that were just called Witch. I'm having a little break from those at the moment because astoundingly i don't have any more in my to read pile but uh, i know there are lots out there so if you let me know if you see one around i definitely want to give it a look add it to my collection of novels that are just called witch to be honest that's basically all i can say about this book because it is so effing short it's like it doesn't even scrape 200 pages and when i opened it i was like oh okay it's just over 200 pages but oh no there is uh, the book ends at page 180 181 and then it goes into the first like two three chapters of another book a christopher pike and i hate when books do that because i always look at how much i've got left and i'm like guessing where the plot's going to go based on like the number of pages does anyone else do that and you're like kind of thinking oh okay so more stuff is going to happen obviously and then the book just ends and you're like oh fuck I haven't been relishing these last pages like I should be. Not that I was particularly relishing the last couple of pages of this, it has to be said. I was kind of enjoying it in the midsection. and I kind of got into like the revenge, like dark willowy fantasy of it. Um, But then it kind of got a bit lame and a bit stupid and very, again, after school specialsy. It was basically like a really long episode of Buffy that I had to read and none of my favourite characters were in it. And that's a tagline I would willingly have someone put on the cover of the reprint of this because that's basically the description of the book. If you do see any other witch novels like novels that are literally called Witch while you're out and about do let me know. Drop me a line on Twitter or by email. You can find the details for those in the description box for this episode. Remember you can donate to the Patreon, check out the Twitter page and have a look through it and you'll come across the Amazon wish list for the podcast. These are things that I've want to keep track of of things that I want to review in the future let me know if you want me to put something on there or you can purchase something as a gift and send it winging its way to me shortly and in the meantime I'll see you in the next one bye